then yeah, you have to you have to get filled in from the other ladies, and uh, make sure that we keep ourselves healthy. So now we're going to start from we're going to be on page twenty-seven. If anybody needs a handout, it's right in back. And the shear is dedicated in memory of Sarah's mother, Miriam Basvelvo, and Nishama Shadhavan Aliyah, dedicated by our dear friend Sarah Bernard. And we're in Parag Dalid, letter, uh, page 27, and we're going to start on Os Yud Dalid, which is almost near the bottom of the left column. So page 27, letter Yudalad Perak Ravii. Now we read this last time, but I'm just going to read it again because it flows with the next two things. Va'od Klal Acher, Amru Bibriyus Hagu. The Chachamim also taught us an additional rule regarding the health of our bodies. Kol Zaman Sha'adamis Amil V'yogeya Harbe. As long as the person remains active. Oh, 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 that's it's going to be a little bit of 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 a Last week in modern Hebrew, the word for exercise is hitamlut, which is basically this word. If a person remains active and moving their body, that's number one. Tem- number two, ve'eno soveya, and they don't keep themselves too full. They don't eat too much. Umeyav rafim, we said last week the Rambam says the person should keep their vowels a little bit on the soft side to avoid constipation, which is not healthy and also painful. So you do those three things. You're active, you're not always full, meaning constantly keeping your belly full, and your bowels are a little soft. A person will not get sick. And they'll get stronger. Even if they eat food, which is not good for them. So those three things will help you out, no matter what, and of course, in medicine and science, exercise, exercise, exercise. That's what you hear in every, no matter what you do, no matter what doctor you go to, they're going to tell you exercise is the best thing. But if a person uh, sits too quietly and securely to themselves, meaning they're inactive, they're not working their body, or a person who holds themselves back, when they need to go to the bathroom, and the Rambam says that's not healthy, we saw last week. Or a person who was constipated. Even if they eat good food, and even if they guard themselves in other areas, a person will be sick, and they'll get weaker. So those were the Yesodos, the Ramam tells us. Vachila Gasa Luguf Kol Adam Kamosam Hamavis. Overeating, and Achila Gasa means really overeating, like really overeating, for any person is the potion of death. Pretty strong language. Vahu 
Iker l'chol hachalayim, and that is the Iker, the central reason of all illness, right? Overeating too much. V'rov hachalayim shabayim al ha'adam enam ella o bibnei ma'achalim ra'im. Most sickness, the Rambam says, occurs to a person because they're not eating food which is good for them, they're eating bad food. Or that they stuff themselves, they eat too much even if the food is healthy. So one of two things, one is that the food is not good for you, or two, overeating even if the food is good for you. As Shlomo HaMelech said in his wisdom, A person who guards his mouth and his tongue will guard himself from the maladies of his soul. Kolomar, meaning to say, A person who guards his mouth from not eating something harmful, or from overeating, and he guards his tongue from speaking things that are not necessary outside of their own needs. That person will guard himself or herself from affliction. Okay, so that concludes that part of the diet related. And we see the central principles that Ramam is referring to, which of course are nogeya in any time that a person lives, in any age that a person lives, regarding healthy habits of eating and taking care of ourselves and keeping, keeping a- active. Okay, now we're going to go down toward the bottom of, the, of this uh, parak, and we're going to go to letter Chafalaf. Uh, letter Chafalaf. All of the things that we have just spoken about, these good and healthy practices, we've got a letter Chafalaf there? On the same page, page 28. Uh, it's a little bit before that. Yeah, go up a little bit from there. Yeah, letter Chaf Aleph is about six lines before Perak Hamishi. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. All of these things which we mentioned, which are good and healthy practices, ain't roi lin hog bohen ela habori. We're talking about healthy people. That that's what healthy people should do. Avol, however, hachola, a person who is ill. Omisha achad me'evorav chola, or a person who has part of their body, one of their limbs or organs, is ill. Oh, or misha nohag minhag ra shonim rabos, or a person who was conducting themselves in negative ways, but doing that for a long time. So they've created a habit for themselves, not a healthy habit, but it is a habit. So for all of those people, so again, someone who's sick, or somebody who has a limb or organ that's ill, or a person who has gotten into bad eating and dietary and exercise habits, yesh l'chol echad mehem durachim acherim. These people have to have another way to help them. The hanhagos and different kinds of behavior, according to their illness. 
Kamosha Yisboer B'Sefer HaRefuos, as is explained in the book of Refuos. Now, he may be referring to his own Sefer Refuos, because the Rambam has medical uh, treatises, or maybe some other one, I'm not sure which he's referring to. But what he's saying is that if a person's sick, you have to have a certain special schedule and diet to follow. Everything I said above may not apply because you have to do what your doctor says and that might be different than what's over here. Or if a person has an organ in their body that's not functioning properly, the doctor's going to give you a special diet that may differ from this. Or if a person has gotten into a bad habit, they shouldn't just say, okay, the Rambam says do these things to keep you healthy and all of a sudden just switch. He says that's not healthy. As he's going to say right now, the change of the habit is the beginning of illness. So if your body is used to something, even if it's not good, don't just put on the brakes and go to the other side, boom, just like that. You have to do a gradual method of changing and transforming one's way of being, similar to what he says regarding Midos. You've got to work yourself over from the place that you're at. You can't just change overnight. And not only, we, not only we cannot because we're simply not able to, it's not good for us. So a person has not, not good health, uh, eating habits or diet habits, they should gradually change, the Rambam says. Not just change just like that, it won't be healthy for you. Because your body is used to it, even if it's not good, and it's somewhat of a shock for the body. That's a fascinating insight. And that, um, those four words, shinui veses techilas choli, the change of the habit is the beginning of sickness. It applies in so many places in life where, where all of us need to make changes that we can't just stop on a dime and it's not good for us. You have to gradually move yourself in the other direction toward good and healthy behavior or midos or psychology, personality, whatever part of our life it's talking about. If you live in a place where there's no doctor, then whether you're sick or whether you're healthy, don't part ways from all the things that I have said, which I stated just now. So in other words, even though the Rambam says, I just said, if you're sick, don't make drastic changes. But if there's no doctor in your vicinity, and therefore you have no one to seek counsel about how you should change and how, how to make these changes, then do what I said, and you'll be all right. Just do what I said, get to that place, you'll be okay. If you have a doctor, go talk to your doctor or your, or your nutritionist and see what's good for you. Shakol echad mehen la'achris tova mevi because all of these things brings a person to a good outcome. Achris tova. So a person may have a hard time with it at the beginning, changing their habits, but it's going to lead to a positive outcome. Okay, now we'll conclude the parak. I'll get to some questions if you have. So the last letter, Chaz Gimel. This is based on a Chazal. Kol ir she'in asor devorim ha'elu. Any city which does not have these ten things, a Talmud Chacham is not permitted to live in that city. You have to have ten things for it to be. We'll call it a civilized community. They are. Rofe, number one, a doctor. 
Ve'umen is a laborer, a person who knows how to make things. Ubeis ha-merchatz, a bathhouse. Now for them, that was their hygiene. They didn't have indoor plumbing. So you have to have a bathhouse, a, a, a place where people can get clean. Ubeis ha-kise, a bathroom. Umayim mitsuyin, and available water. Kagon nohar umayim, like a river or a spring, a well. Ubeis ha-kneses, a shul. Umalame tinokos, a teacher of children, a mechanech. Velavler, a lavler is another word for sofer, a scribe. Otherwise, what are you going to do about tefillin and mezuzahs and sefer Torah? Right? You've got to have a sofer to make sure you got those things. Vigabai tzedakah, and a gabai tzedakah, a person who's in charge of distributing charity. Ubeistin makim v'chovshin, and a, and a court which is able to punish and imprison if necessary. Otherwise, people live with no fear of punishment and it becomes anarchy. So you have to have justice, system, system of justice in your city. Without those ten things, the Talmud Chacham should not live there. Gil, please. Goes, well, what happened to Mikvah, right? So I'm wondering if it's maybe included in Beis HaMerchatz. Maybe he includes that. Which, which, I, I was Mikvah. What about a Mikvah? Or you have a Mayan, right? You have a, a source of water. A river, maybe yes, maybe no, because the, it's a very complicated Shailan halacha, whether or not a river counts as a mikvah. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. That needs a posseg to determine regarding on that river, regarding on the time of year with, with rain, and if it's fed from underground, a lot of complexities there. So yes, certainly we would add to this list, not that we can add to the words of the Chachami, but in terms of what a Jewish community needs, uh, a mikveh would be, of course, uh, very high up there. And, and we, as we all know, when people make a community and they're thinking what they should build first, a mikveh is first. You're supposed to build a mikveh before a shul. So that's a very high priority. So why the Rambam doesn't mention specifically, either it's included in some of those other things or some other reason that I'm not aware of. I don't know. Maybe it's just that obvious, right? Yeah, it could be, right? So there's not only a Talmud Chacham, but nobody should live in that city where there's no mikvah, right? And you know, being that this is a class of women, it's so important to say uh, the Mithiris Nefesh, that Jewish women over the course of history um, have exhibited for the sake of Taras HaMishpacha, you know, women who literally went into very cold water uh, and made sure that, that they were Tahora. And in, in order to carry on Jewish life in a proper way. And so many of our ancestors, you know, you read the stories, you hear about the stories, the mysterious nefesh that they did in order to be tovelis in a mikveh under very adverse conditions, mainly can, conditions of extreme cold. And they still were able to be mekayim that in a dedicated way. So, Ashrechem and Nashim Sidkaniyos, the perpetuation of Kla Yisrael. Yeah, please, Mrs. Steinberg. If there is an order, I don't see it. I'm not sure if there is a hierarchy here or just these are ten things. I don't know. Um, it is based on the Gomorrah, and I didn't look at the Gomorrah, so it b- would be a good idea to take a look at it to see if that is the case. But I didn't get a chance to see it before. And it's the Gomorrah in Eruvin, Daf Chaf Hei, which is quoted there in one of the notes. Yeah, please, Linda. This is what I was going to say, but sure. also it's for a Thomas Hoffman. It doesn't necessarily mean a married one. So, but 
In other, in other words, if he's not a married person, right. then the mikvah is not as important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. In other places, in the in the Yad HaChazakah, he talks about, you know, the uh, a person's dependence on Bitochon and other writings he has. But this is this is really not about that. That that for the Rambam, similar to what someone said before, that's understood. He's not talking about Amun and Bitochon in this paragraph, in this paragraph. He's talking about how a person should conduct himself. Got to take care of yourself. Right. But, but again, that's, an, that's understood. A statement that you won't get sick, of course, if Hashem decides, a person will get sick, or a person will heal as a result of tefillah, or some other zechus, or some other thing that Hashem has in mind by Himself that we're not aware of, of course. So that's kamuvan, that's understood. And it, it never means that, when you see like, this will definitely happen. Now, of course, Hashem can do anything He wants at any time. Yeah, Reb, simply the same thing. Yeah. That just sounds like he's talking about how a healthy person takes care of yeah. himself. Because he says right after that, if you're sick, this doesn't work. In other words, this doesn't preclude sickness. But a healthy person, if they don't take care of themselves, they will get sick. Right. But it seems like that he's asking. That's the teva, right. And that, you know, then, and this is how you take care of yourself so that you don't get sick. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, did he make an absolute statement? Maybe he did, I don't know. But it I, sounded I, like I one before, right, but, but I, it's I always qualified. Right after that he says, but if you're sick. Right. <laughs> so that means, so there's a question there, so then what does that mean? So it means that this is a certain type of sickness. Just so to me, it means this type of sickness that comes if you don't take care of yourself. Right. Yeah, or for other reasons, no, no, who other knows? Reasons right, right. A person right. could get sick. Right. But you can get sick from not taking care of yourself. Right. And if you take care of yourself, you're not going to get sick from not taking care of yourself. Right. You may get sick for some other, other reasons, right. You could have a sick <laughs> But not for that. That could be yeah. for some other reason we don't right. know. You could just be born a sick person mm. with the constitution of sickness, right. we know that okay. that's a reality. So that's how I kind of... Okay, very good, excellent. Mr. Schumann, you want hand up, please? Yeah, I didn't mean to say anything. Please. Yes. Yes. And this is a genuine hishtadlus to try to live a healthy and proper life. You know, and, and as is the case in all things, it's never a guarantee, as we as we all know. This is our this is our part. Please. An uman means a craftsman. Yes. So basically, a person who knows how to do things. You know, uh, build a wall. <laughs> you know, build a house. Repair the roof. You know, make things that people need. It's a person who's a, a craftsman and knows a fix-it man and a builder. And this would be a very talented person who's doing everything, right? A jack of all trades. <laughs> and what is that? Like, is it a is a sofer. Lavler is another word in the, in the Gomorrah for a sofer, a scribe. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. 
there's a, one of the Chachamim, I forgot which one it was, said to another one of the Chachamim, he's Zohir b'malachtucha b'ni, be careful in your malacha, my son, shemalachtucha malacha shemaim, because your work is the work of heaven. He was a lavla, he was a sofer. So he's being told by one of the Chachamim to make sure to be cautious with your very important work of heaven, malacha shemaim. Was your hand up, Ilani? Yeah, please. I think they're telling us of the basic building blocks of the civilized community. You know, we live in a contemporary world, in a first world, you know, country. And, you know, you go to places in the world now that don't have these things, and it's very hard to live. And in earlier times, that was almost the rule of thumb. So we know all these things in a certain sense because of logic and because of the way we live and hygiene and health, but we live in an era which is very different than most of history. So people wouldn't necessarily know these things. They would know some of them, but not all of them. And then if you're going to build a community, as you said, Ilana, these would be the things that you really have to concentrate to make sure this is a real community. So we need to learn those things from the Chachamim. Like similar, let's say the Chachamim say, having mekabalos kol adem b'sever ponim yafos. Greet everybody with a pleasant, you know, countenance. So we wouldn't know that. Well, we need to hear it from the Chachamim. We have to have a standard as to how to conduct ourselves. So similar, I think, with this. It's a standard. Okay. okay. <laughs> Dory had a question? No, okay. Someone, uh, Elka, please. Yeah. Yes, an ocean is a kosher mikveh, period. Right. River is different. It depends on a lot of factors. But an ocean is a kosher mikveh. Lake. lake also depends. A lake could be or could be not. Um, it needs to be a, a lake that has fed from an underground source of water. There are lakes like that which are fed from an underground stream. If it's just a gathering of rainwater, it's not going to be okay. Um, there was a lake in Denver in our neighborhood. It was called Sloan's Lake on the west side of Denver. And Rabbi Tversky, as I saw many, many years ago, researched uh, the lake and determined it was a kosher mikveh based on how it was fed. So people would sometimes, if the mikveh was not available for kalim or things like that, to tover your dishes and your silverware, you would go down to the lake and tover your dishes and then wash them when you got home. <laughs> but you do that also anyway in the other mikveh because of the uh, antifreeze that's in it. So make sure to wash your dishes after you put them in the mikveh. But anyway, he held, he did his research for that, I remember, and he held that Sloan's Lake was a kosher mikvah. Again, not that people would tovel in it, it was a very public area, but in terms of dishes, and, and that was accepted. Yeah. So depending on how the lake is fed. Okay, we'll go on to the next, uh, next section. Now we're going to go to, um, let's see, where do I want to start from? Yeah. We're going to go to Parakamishi. A question? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, please. Right. They didn't always have a doctor. They don't have doctors. Right. There was no choice. 
that it was like chaval. There should be a doctor, but there isn't. What can you do? You know, it's just shas. Pardon me, shas hadachak. You had to have a traveling physician who was covering a certain region. What could you do? There's no doctor. You, you can't stop life. No, but he's telling you how it should be. Pardon me. When I was little, I mm-hmm. lived, we lived in a town with a doctor. There was no doctor. There was they called a felsha. A felsha. Yeah. Was not a doctor officially. Not officially a doctor, uh-huh. but uh, he was. Uh, he knew. Uh, he knew about. About. Uh, we used to go to him, but uh, every so often the doctor came around. You know. An actual doctor. An actual doctor came around. Hmm. What town was that? Sitivian. That's where I was born. Sitivian, which is where? Lithuania. Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there we go. Somebody who grew up in a town without a doctor, right, right here in our midst. <laughs> So they had a guy around who knew a little bit, right? He knew a little bit what to do, right? He knew things from uh, what they call Bakska for, you know. Folk medicine? Natural medicine. Natural medicine. Handed down. The doctor came around every so often. Was there a big line when the doctor actually came around? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> town wasn't very big. Not a big town. <laughs> Couldn't have a big line. Not a big town. <laughs> the, reason was, the reason that I'm here is because it wasn't a very big town. We lived in a very small town, mm-hmm. and my father was looking for a job in a big town. He was not Matsliya. So, so somebody told him to be a Mishulach, so he went to America and became a Mishulach. And he, wasn't in, uh, and he didn't like to be a Mishulach because he used to give people receipts. Last year you gave me so and so, but he, the person said, No, I didn't give you so much money. So, so he, and he was in Seattle at that time, there's Rabbi Vogler there. So <clears throat> I told him, there's a, there's a position in Toronto, try for that position. Because my father tried to get a position in a bigger town and he was not Maslia. And he got a job in, in, in this town. And uh, we were there for seven years, and then we... In Toronto? No. Different town. Sitivian. Oh, in Sitivian, okay. Yeah. In Sitivian, okay. Yeah. You know Rebetzin Diskin's father is Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Zechotzadik Livracha, for talking about him, Adam Gadol Ma'od. And we see it wasn't just instant success, right? <laughs> Takes time. Thank you, Rebetzin. Thank you very much. Uh, was someone else had a hand up? Yeah, please. Thank you. Yeah. Going back to uh, a river is not uh, a kosher Yes. What, what makes a river? It's, it's, it's too complicated. It's too complicated to answer that. It has to do with how much rain, how little rain, is there an underground source of water, what time of year. There's a lot of conditions. It's too complicated to say what it is. But those are some of the things that go into it. The Danube River, right? So uh, apparently they passed in that that river was okay. Some rivers are okay. It's, I'm just saying it's a it's a complicated question. One one cannot just assume that a river is a kosher mikvah. It needs to be established that it's mm-hmm. a kosher mikvah. Oh. So I'm sure if that's the case, then it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. so yeah. It, could be. it could be. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it could be or it could not be. That's right, absolutely. And most definitely, a lot of Jewish women toveled in rivers in Europe. So that means that they were poskin by the poskin that that river was acceptable as the kosher mikveh. Yeah. Okay, let's hear. Okay. And I needed some knives. Okay. So my husband said, I'll go to the ocean and tie them. Okay. He didn't really, he didn't have anything to put them in. He'd like just drop them. Mrs. Steinberg said they were in Florida and her husband went to tovel some knives in the ocean and he let go and that was it. They were gone. (laughs) 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 Got to just let go a little bit and then grab it again. Hopefully they went way out into the ocean. Uh, Can someone else have a hand up? Jody, with your hand up? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, so the last one, yes, the last one is a halachic statement about the community that you should live in. Yeah, pardon me? So, what about these diet questions? Are you talking about the questions that he's saying about diet? Is that halacha? Yes. Yes, yes, that would be a halacha. So, it's compelling. Yes, that is compelling. But again, you know, it's compelling, but if if for whatever reason circumstances don't allow it, then it is what it is. As they say, what can you do? Yeah, because I, I know that like, my great-grandfather lived in a small town in Russia, and they sent him away when he was very young to, to a teacher. To a teacher, right. So one of the obligations of a community when they have children is to hire a Malamidardiki, okay. a, a teacher of students. A community is, uh, that, that is a compelling halacha. A community is required uh, to hire a teacher for children. You have to. They have to put their funds together and make sure to hire somebody. And you know, they did that, and as Jody's mentioning, and at a certain point in many small towns, when a boy was at a certain level of le- learning, he had to leave, because that's the best he could do in his town. There was, he, he couldn't go any further, and he might have to leave at a very young age in order to, to do that. You also had the local Rav in towns in Europe, who was a teacher, in addition to being a posseg, he often was a teacher, and he had a base midrash or yeshiva, and he was responsible for the chinuch of the community, and he taught. That was part of his services as, uh, as the rav of the, of the city, or the, or the shtetl. Yeah. Was there one more, Jody, on another question? Oh, yeah. 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 Not it's not a requirement. You know, although it's really important, but it's not a requirement to have a minion. It's interesting, right? Because uh, you can dive in, but of course it's it's a high it's a high priority, but it's not a requirement. Yeah. And many towns um, in Europe did not have a minion. A little, little shteto with a couple of Jews that, that that was it. And even in the Gemara's time, when they talk about the halachas of Purim, they're talking about the village people who would have to come into the city in order to hear Megillah, because there was no Kriyas Hamagillah in their little village. So they'd come in on Monday or Thursday to the big cities and they'd make sure the Chachamim that Megill was read on that day because there was no minion in their town or no Baal Kare. Yeah, Varda, please. Doesn't have to be a Jew. Uh, the Rofe, the doctor, and the Uman, the craftsman, does not have to be a Jew. As long as it's available to the people, that's acceptable. Sofer needs to be a Jew. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Dory, yeah, please. So, 
Yeah. Doesn't connote a, a minion? No, no, it doesn't, right. So you would come together and die. The hope is, of course, that you'd have a minion, so you could do all the things that a minion <coughs> lets you do, Kriya Satora, Pazara Sashat, Kedusha, everything, you know, Kaddish. But no, it means the base agnes is to daven, and hopefully the minion will, will shortly build it and they will come, right? <laughs> yeah, please, let, no, I'm sorry, please, Linda, yeah. I know you don't want to get into technicalities on the mikvah. Uh, yeah. That's a whole different story. A regular mikvah is not meant to be that kind of a source of tahara. A regular mikvah is built into the ground as a completely different halachas than a river. Completely different halachas. So that's why mikvahos, in, in their own very complicated way, have to be built according to certain standards. But it's a different concept than a mikvah, I'm sorry, than a river as a mikvah. It's not a running water, and it can't be running water. If a mikvah is running water, it's puzzle. That's why a leak in a mikvah is a problem, because that makes the water flow. And therefore, that, that could puzzle the mikvah. So different, different halachos because of a different, uh, the different structure that it is. Um, Sarah, please, yeah. In America, okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. So it, they, were, they fought for Minyan, but over time the Minyan disappeared in all the, the different. So I'm just saying that you wanted it to build, but in this case it didn't. It went in the other direction. So they started, you know, <laughs> with this, but then it declined, which of course many small communities, you know, ended up doing in America. There used to be a lot more small communities in America you know, than there are now. Now most people live in much larger communities, but in the early parts of, uh, you know, American Jewry, even last century, in the 1900s, it was a lot of small towns. Pennsylvania, like so many small towns where uh, Jews lived. Where we come from in, in Colorado, in Denver, when we grew up, there weren't Jews in outlying areas anymore, but in the late 1800s, the Jewish people came to Denver from Europe for farming communities. There were agricultural farming communities outside of Denver, not in Denver. And eventually, over time, those communities gravitated into Denver, and Denver became a very strong Jewish community. And there was also a, a it's called National Jewish Hospital now, but it was a center for respiratory health. So anybody who had asthma problems back in those years would go to Denver because it was very good. Uh, the air was good and the, the care was excellent. So all these different reasons for why uh, communi <coughs> communities build. Yeah. Okay, what time is it? Okay, good. Let's start Parachamishi. That was fascinating. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Kishem shehachacham nikar so Just as a wise person is recognizable, distinguished in his wisdom and in his attitudes, v'hum muvdal bahem and he's different than most people. He or she, a refined person, educated, knows how to conduct himself. So just as they are unique or distinguished in their midos and in their wisdom, they also have to be distinguished and unique 
in their behavior. You can't just have the nice wisdom, I'm sorry, the wisdom and the nice attitude without good behavior. You have to have good behavior. Bema'acholo, the way he eats, ubema'ashkeu, the way he drinks, ubi'ilasod, the way he's with his wife, ubaasiyas tzorachav, and the way he takes care of his needs in general, ubidiburo, the way he speaks, ubihilucho, the way he walks about, ubema'abushav, in his clothing, ubikilkol devorav, and the way he measures out his words, ubema'aso'o, ubema'atano, and in conducting his business affairs in the world. So these are all maisim, these are all behaviors. In all regards, a person who's a chacham, his deed should be pleasant and upright, metukhan, rectified. Ketzad, haso, talmud chacham lo gargaran. A talmud chacham should not eat in a way which is eating ravenously. Like some people get carried away when they eat. So he shouldn't do that. But he should eat what he needs to keep his body healthy. And as we said before, he shouldn't overeat. He shouldn't be running around after food in order to fill up his stomach. Like those who uh, fill themselves with food and drink until their bellies become bloated. The Ramam doesn't mince words. And about them it says in the Kabbalah, this this means in the Nach. Kabbalah here means words of the Nevim, not not mysticism. It means Navi. Vizerisi peres al penechem, perish al penechem, I will cast your waste onto your face. So Hashem says, You ate so much, you know, and in a gluttonous way, I'll just throw that back in your face. Amru chachamim, chachamim said, Elu b'nei adam, who are we talking about? These are people, sh'ochlin, v'shosin, v'osin, kol yemehem kachagim. These are like people who eat and drink and celebrate every day like it is a holiday, like it's a chag. So it's feasting, and now he's going to say a famous statement that you'll recognize, which was, I believe, attributed to the Greeks, the Hema Omrim, and they're the ones who say, Echol Ushasei Kimachor Namus. Eat and drink, for tomorrow we will die. Right? They also add in English, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we shall die. So the Rambam is familiar with that philosophy. Okay, you know, throw caution to the wind. There's nothing bigger than this world, nothing greater than this world. We're all here for a short period of time. There's no God, there's no spirituality. Just live it up, have a party, why not? So the Rambam says, no, that's not the Yiddish Vegan, that's not the Jewish way. <laughs> now it's good to be happy every day, but he's talking about feasting every day and gluttony. This is the way wicked people conduct themselves when it comes to eating. You know, you have these pictures of those castles and, the, yeah. and kings and queens and the tables and they're like just in, you know, gorging themselves and the musicians and this huge amounts of food, like those kind of image that kind of creates in your mind. It is these tables where people are completely self-indulgent 
that the Ksuvim are critical of Omar Kikol Shulchanos Malayu Ki. All of these tables are filled with vomit. Tsoa and excrement, Belima, come without any place for anything else. That's the language of the Navi. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that quote comes from. Sorry. One cooked food or two. And eat as much as he needs to, for, for his life to be healthy, and that's sufficient. Shlomo says a tzaddik eats in order to sustain himself. To become full, it means satisfied, and that's it. Now, you know, every generation has their ways, and the early generations have much less food available. We have a lot of food avail- available, Baruch Hashem. So, you know, we, we do have to be careful not to overdo it. But I wouldn't say that you just can eat only one cooked dish at your table. That's not the common practice nowadays. You, you could have uh, several cooked dishes, and that's considered acceptable. But it just depends on making sure that it's balanced and healthy and and a good way of living, not, not overindulgent. Yes, on Shabbos, you know, and on Yom Tif, then we add to that, and that's in order to be Mechaved Shabbos and Yom Tif properly. That's perfectly, not only acceptable, but that's the way to be Mechaved Shabbos. But, you know, we all know people can overdo it on Shabbos too. Yeah. Talk to a lot of people who don't feel good after Shabbos and because they, they, they overate. You know, we all get into that trap. So it's not an excuse, Shabbos, to put ourselves in a condition where we're feeling sick after Shabbos. So once again, we got to find the right uh, path, the, the right way to celebrate Shabbos with Oneg and not overdo it. So Shabbos meal is much nicer than you know, Wednesday afternoon or whatever it is, but also we got to make sure that it's done in a way where we're feeling good, feeling nice about Shabbos. Not like we just completely overdid it. It's an issue now. I think because we have Baruch Hashem, and more, we have more available to us in our society. There's more, a lot more food available. It has become an issue, you know, people who overdo it on Shabbos. Okay, so we'll stop there, Bizras Hashem, and now feeling nice and healthy, go out to the world and <laughs> conduct ourselves in a good way, Bizras Hashem. Have a great day, everybody. Beautiful Shabbos. Always good to see you. Uh, please pass those in, or else take a moment and bring them back next week. Thank you. Thank you so much.